What up, everybody? It is Nate with Street Wave, and it's crazy to say that I'm I'm actually in the building of the El Pozo venue where we were last summer, and not like I'm I'm in the other section of the building where we dreamed of 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 exploring, of seeing things, and. Let me just say, for those that's never been in this side of the, the El Pozo building, 2139 Summit Street, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's very spacious, beautiful, and everything. But let's get down to the line. Today, I have an amazingly talented woman today. Crystal Rose, what's going on? Hi. <laughs> hey, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, so Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. We're... We're at a, we're kind of the El Pozo building. I just want to say that again. It's just kind of strange. I'm I'm still trying to get over it and kind of excited at the same time. Uh, Crystal, we have heard a little bit about you. We've heard your music. It's beautiful. Um, thank, thank you, you for your time again. Uh, I I want to know your story. I, I want to you know not just me, but the listeners want to know where Crystal Rose began, where she grew up, where you grew up. <laughs> Talking in a third ver- <laughs> uh, person there. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, right now I'm 27 years old, and uh, I was born in Orlando, Florida. Hey. Moved around quite a bit, and moved to Springfield, Missouri. Moved to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Spent some time in Kansas City as a child as well, but I mostly grew up in a children's home in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh. Moved back to Springfield for college, and then somehow landed in Kansas City. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's insane. Uh, born and raised in Fort Myers, Florida. Cool. And then we moved to Fort Scott, Kansas, which is a small-ass town, like 8,000 people. Uh-huh. Went to high school. Then I went to college in uh, Manhattan, Kansas, and came back to Kansas City. But, no, that's crazy. How was um, – so you were in, you were in a, a home, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a foster home? I would say, yeah, that's like the closest – best description i could okay okay give yeah so the general public could understand um so it was if it was a large campus and we had about six homes on the campus and each home had a a specific age group so there are three houses with boys three houses with girls young middle age and like high school oh wow and so there were a couple foster kids there actually and then most of us were just ward of the state, so we, the children's home was like our our legal legal guardians. Yeah. So in the free time, what what would you do? Huh, free time, um, let's see. Me personally, I spent a lot of time uh, reading. Uh, watching TV, we had a barn, so we had uh, miniature horses and what? pigs and goats and stuff like that. That's awesome. And I'm just not really an outdoorsy person. Right. Um, so a lot of the other girls and the other kids like loved going to do that kind of stuff. I always wanted to just get off of the campus and like just honestly just dreamed of living like a normal kid life because right. right. you couldn't just go do a normal you know, go hang out at your friend's house. That wasn't like a thing you could do, just mostly because of legal reasons. Yeah, and it's interesting because I've always um, wondered about that, of like growing up in the lifestyle like that and having restrictions and knowing your boundaries and not knowing your boundaries when you leave. You know, 
Um, was that something that um, you faced leaving that spot? When I left the home altogether, yeah, yeah, yeah. like as an adult? As an adult, yeah. Um, I think growing up in that type of environment, they did their best to prepare us um, for what comes after. But I think most of us felt unprepared for, you know, adulthood and everything that comes with it. And then on top of that, most of us that lived there had real broken relationships with our family. So it was almost like you had to find someone that was not at the children's home, that was not in your family, that was someone you could trust and go to for advice or for help in order to make it um, after high school. Wow. And so you went to college at the, what's in Springfield? I went to Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri. And I went to Missouri State, too. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Were you always so... I want to talk about music a little bit, but I, I want to talk about how that integrated into your life and when that got started. So was that maybe before, like in high school or like going into college or after college? or? I mean, what? I remember singing since I was about five years old. Yeah, and then that's awesome. I would go to a boys and girls club like a block away from my house all the time. And uh, one day, like a college volunteer student started hanging out with us and she kind of just encouraged me to keep singing. She heard me sing and then knew that the club was looking for a kid to sing the national anthem for a like a jury basketball game, the, a college in Springfield. Okay, yeah. And so I auditioned for that, and they picked me, and uh, I kind of just stuck with it. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I think I can do this. I stayed in choir ever since then. Um, just always did it after that. I miss choir. Can I say that? Is that I weird to say? I miss choir too. Like oh I, my gosh! I was uh, when I was driving here. I was working like through the mommy ate my Yes, yes. I was like running through that because I I'm, I went to uh, Manhattan Christian College. Uh-huh. Uh, that's when I like actually got into choir, choir. So I I was never in choir in high school. Um, I should have went into band and maybe even choir, but I. I think I was nervous at the time, and I was like, people are going to judge me. I'm a baseball player. I got to keep my, you know, That's my so persona. That's so crazy that it's real. Right? Like, but when I got in college, I was like, you know, middle finger everyone. I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't care what people think. Yeah. And with, a, you know, pursuing a, a worship leading degree, it was like required to do choir for four years. Oh, wow. And so I remember my first time, you know, doing it and, like, trying to see where I fit. Was I a tenor? Was I a bass or a soprano? You know, all mm-hmm. those guys, all those different parts. And... Um, it was interesting that it actually helped me talk better and like with my tone, with yeah. my voice, be able for, for me to carry myself rather than I, when I started at the beginning, I was like, you know, barely singing, laughing at people, you know, <laughs> doing that whole thing rather than, you know, um, singing along with people. Um, what was, what was choir to you though? What, what did it mean to you? Was it a, a special place for you to like, just Sing whatever you wanted. It's always been special. Um, it was just, it was a place to belong. You know, everyone, not everyone, but most of us have this complicated, it seemed, a love hate relationship with music. I think it was a love for music, but like maybe a hate for the discipline. Mm. 
but it was just it was like a place to belong and come together with these other people that you have that you don't know from Adam and you're creating this most beautiful thing ever and someone is like guiding you there you know and challenging you and I love being pushed and challenged and I that's one of the things I love about choir like choir director will make you sing it that part right over and over right. and over again until right. it's done yeah. he'll throw a chair well, across yep. the room 100 percent. you know I love choir I didn't do choir in college though it was crazy I I did for a minute but I wanted to do worship team but for some reason I I didn't fit the the mold to do it I feel oh. like personally I know that mold um so me going my first year to, to Manhattan Christian College, I was like, you know, just give me the guitar, microphone, I'm ready to go. It's uh-huh. mine. Give it. My professor at the time was like, nah, ain't gonna happen. So I had to work my ass off to, like, what was it? My fifth year, you know, she approached me and asked me, and, like, that, that tore me apart, but I was like, let's do this. Yeah. And it was my time. I don't know if it was my time at the at that time, you know, to fit that mold. I don't right. know what they were looking for. I don't yeah. know what they wanted. I thought leaving it all on the stage was enough. Right. Giving it my 100% was enough, but it never seemed like it was. Yeah, wow. So the, the mold you're talking about, I definitely understand because yeah. I was more, let's use you as a bass player. And I was like, I can play everything else. Like, come on, give me a chance. And it, I don't hold it against them. I, it was a learning lesson in the long point, mm-hmm. you know, in the long view, but. Yeah, it's uh, a sensitive subject for me because <laughs> I just look at it like, like why didn't I, why didn't that happen? And then I, I come out of college and I'm like, I wasted such a long time. And you were studying like worship leading, yeah, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. And like having that um, regret of like, I shouldn't even, well, not that I shouldn't even went there, but I should have done something else too, mm-hmm. you know? I should have went for something, I should have done something at K-State or as much as I'm not a Wildcat fan at all, but just going to school there to get <laughs> something else to pay off. Right. You know, because to be honest, I'm I'm the furthest thing away from that, the word church right now, because mm-hmm. I've just been able to take a rest. I just need to take a break from that whole, that whole section. That whole world. Yeah. I mean, it weighed on me yeah. for a minute. It was a burden at one point, and I just had to like take that backpack off, you know, quote unquote, and put it on the chair and be like, I just need to stay yeah. here where I am right now. So talking about music, uh, I want to know, so the tracks you've written, the songs you've, you've made, how, how's the process going in the studio with that? Do you write and, do you write and then play, play and then write? Um, do a little both? I think I usually, um, start writing on a guitar just cause it's just there you know or the piano I have more flexibility on the piano because I'm pretty limited <laughs> on guitar um, that's how I typically write but I've been pushing and stretching my songwriting um, by writing to these like tracks on YouTube that producers make Oh wow! and that's been really helping me to not write like the same song a million times over so yeah. I'll just find the cool something that like resonates with me and I'll just write something over it. Wow. Yeah. So you'll just like search. You'll go up to YouTube, search. Yeah. Dope well, ass beat. <laughs> 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 well, at first I searched um, 
you know, piano instrumental or like piano chord progression or okay. something like that. Okay. And then that came up with some super lame um, results. And then somehow I found my way at like producers now have these videos and they'll title them like uh, Bonnie Vare type beat or like, you know, Lana Del Rey type beat or something like that. And I just go through and like listen to a bunch of them or I'll if I have a vibe that I want to like write to, I'll even search, you know, that right. keyword and right. then pick it. Right. And so your vibes are daily, different daily, I'm, I'm yeah, assuming, right? They are. It's, it's like I'm writing different music now, whereas before I always thought I was um, and sometimes I probably hold on to it even today. always thought I was just like this artist who only sings like big ballad sad songs i love that though but what i'm doing right now is really stretching me yeah what are you doing right now you know googling those or no yeah yeah no no, no i'm with you yeah yeah okay okay it's, it's interesting that um the music scene here in the city of um long sad ballad songs let's can we say email is that okay? Yeah, no? I, I mean, we can call it emo. Okay, we it's don't. E- have, it we, is we, we emotional. Can, yeah, yeah, no, there it's emotional. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. What's uh, what's some of your inspirations? Um, band singers. Um, I love. I really love like male vocals. Uh, I love Bonnie Bear, uh, who I just saw a couple weeks ago in uh, Illinois. Really, with my boyfriend, it was incredible. Right. 4,000 people, general admission, and a barn. It was cr- nuts. I thought Firefest was about to break out. It was so, un- so unorganized. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Bonnie Bear, I love uh, Jack Garrett. Uh, and I also really love, like, powerhouse vocals, like Whitney Houston and Celine Dion. I, I grew up on that, Beyonce, Destiny's Child. I love Johnny Lang. He is an artist that made me fall in love with the live sound of music, which I didn't even know was a thing before like high school. I was like, well, live tracks are the shit. <laughs> yeah. This is everything. Yeah. One of my favorite live tracks, uh, male vocal, Michael Bublé. Yeah. But the old tracks. Now, I don't know if I haven't listened to anything new from him, but there was a time where I was like, man, this guy can really, really sing. He's he got did. some mad pipes, mm-hmm. you know, very Sinatra-ish. Yeah. Um, but Our generation. Right, right. But I don't know if he would be on, like, my track I just listened to, like, on the way here. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. I think I was playing Trophies by Drake and, like, Young Thug. Cool. Oldie but goodie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get away. I mean, like, I can, I can openly say this. I'm trying to get away, taking a rest on hip-hop for a little bit. And Why I kind of want to... I don't know. The more I listen to, like, my old music I used to listen to, so, like, hardcore bands, Under Oath... You know, all the Tooth and Nail bands, Solid State, Norma Jean, The Chariot. Like, listening to those guys from, di- like, just a couple weeks ago, kind of like, I was like, dang, I really miss this music. Yeah. I really miss, it. like, feeling this drive, feeling the, you know, the bass and, like, the double bass pedal and, like, all that stuff. <laughs> and so I've been doing, like, a 50-50. I was, when I came back, I was listening to nothing but hip-hop. But, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It was actually a freeing thing for me. It made me feel good and, like, yeah, it was just like the, oh man. As a definition today, I heard, I, I read on Instagram. It was like, man, I can't remember it. But it was something, something important of like, you know, why we listen to hip hop. Like it makes us feel good. It's good for the soul. 
said something else. It was good. I snapped it. I was <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to put this on the Instagram. Yeah. So preparing for a show, because I know you do shows. Um, yeah. What, what, can we, can we go down the, the lane of like preparing for a show, what that takes, where you are, how, how you get prepped for a performance? Um, is it on your mind heavily during the week? I mean, I'm sure you oh, see it yeah. on the calendar. I like when it's booked, you're like, it's coming. <laughs> yes. Actually, <laughs> a couple days ago, I woke up at 4 a.m. thinking about Boulevardia because I'm playing Boulevardia this year. And hey, like, congrats. I just got up in the middle of my sleep and was like, Boulevardia, it's coming. <laughs> and I could not go back to sleep that really? day. I just was hashing out all these details in my head, like thinking about everything, all these things I needed to do. I definitely, when I have a show coming up, I'm like always thinking about it. I could probably um, not think about it that much and just set a time and a place, you know, to yeah. to prepare yeah. for it. But I, my mind is like on it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So um, for Boulevardia, I mean, this show is, I'm really excited about the show because one, I'm going to be playing all new music, which I've never, ever done in my life. I've hey, always played. What like, a challenge. Yeah. You know, like you like challenges. I do. And yeah. it's, it's scary because I normally play like half covers and half originals because I'm like scared people are going to get bored listening to my songs or something like that. But I've been writing a ton and I'm like, I'm just going to play my stuff. And um, so, yeah, I've been getting together with... Uh, the the bandmates going over some music i think i just found a drummer i hope he's you know gonna lock it in with me right um, right for me it's a little difficult because i don't have a band i don't have a set band i've right. been hiring out musicians for right. since i started and uh, the okay. dream would be to have like a band that's like and maybe if i had a band i'd consider you know changing the name and not letting it just not keeping it just crystal rose you know like coming up with a band name, I would be willing to do that. Yeah. But um, the struggle is finding musicians that are not already playing in like 15 bands because Kansas City is like everyone's playing in everyone's band. Everyone's playing like 20 shows all the time, just always playing. And I just want them for me. So finding that like practice time, finding the level of commitment and like, you know, ownership. And those are two huge words that uh, discussion I had last night with a friend of mine um, about having, uh, you know, a, a younger um, people be a part of a team. You know, like he was talking about the frustration of like why they would drop out or why they're not 100% in. And I, you know, I told him, I was like, commitment. Yeah. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing to find. Well, uh, people available with commitment. Right. Maybe that maybe that's what I should say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if they ha if they make time for it, it seems, yeah. you know, um, making a I mean, putting together a band. How how's that process been for you? Has it been? I mean, you just said the drummer. You you may have a drummer. I may have a drummer. So is I it a, is it a guitar players? What? And the bass player. Hell yeah. So that's good. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard. I don't think it's easy at all. But it's just something I have to do. I just have to do it. If yeah. I had a manager or something, I feel like 
process would be a little easier. Um, also, I'm just still trying to figure out, I'm still figuring out what my sound is. I don't really even know what that is, but in the meantime, I'm just going to, you know, share what I'm creating yeah. until it starts to, like, mesh together. Right. I, I think that's also, like, a, a, a process, a, a, a growing procedure. You know, like, you've got to reach, you've got to find yourself, and it's all part of a journey. What mm-hmm. someone, If someone next to me was like, "Did you have you found yourself? I'd be like, that's a good question. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think I have... I mean, I'm I'm 33, so is that the right age that you find? Like the year of Kanye, is that the year? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he turned 33, he was like, that's when he blew up. So that's like, I kind of like hold that dear to me, going, all right, 33, this is this is the it. this yeah. is the year, go big or go home, kind of thing. Um, is that your mentality when you get on stage, go big or go home? Uh, it depends on where I am mentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even getting mentally prepared for this yeah. is a process for me. I mean, honestly, yeah. um, How do you, you know, prepare for a, in a talk? so, well, you know, get the flow, get the questions, read it over. Just just kind of put it in the back back burner for, you know, the next couple of days. And then when the day comes, it's just like that morning I write out my my script for my, you know, my intro. What's up? How's it going? And then um with my coworker, I'm like, dude, I'm stoked. It's going to be a good day. You know, just trying to keep positive because yeah. I'm not trying to allow anything to harsh my vibe. Right, yeah. As much as, like, as, as, as hippie as that sounds, but it's it's the truth. But I'm, it's real. Yeah, I'm trying to, to, like. protect that. Right, right. Um, I have to protect this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's my baby. Um, and then, you know, after that, it's, it's me, like, do, you know, doing a good workout and then just getting ready and then showing up just I, I know I need to work out that day I, I must work out that day because I need to work out all my kinks all my frustrations yeah all yeah. my anger I need to get this out uh-huh. if I had a drum set it would be better <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I could I'd be sweating by then you know 15 minutes in but yeah that's, cool. th- that's just that. that's just my mental um procedure towards doing this mm-hmm. you know so for you for me for a show I like to have the entire day off Every once in a while, that's pretty difficult because I have another job. I serve at a restaurant in okay. Brookside. Okay. So I always request off for anything, like any show. Um, I love to wake up early. Um, I like to meditate or um, listen to something that's going to have me reflecting, like, right. and in tune with, like, myself yeah yeah just like i like to center myself um so that anything that comes my way doesn't completely completely throw me off right. you know what i'm saying right. like this flat game. tire is not gonna ruin my yes, day or you today. know yeah not today i got a show tonight i need to do this yeah plus i feel with having a band too is like if you're down you know what i mean like people are gonna pick up on the energy they you will know what i mean yeah Oh, it's and yeah. it's so contagious. It is. At so the same time, it's like even before I f- step foot into something, I'm like, "All right, here we go." Yeah. <laughs> I just have to, you know, just have to walk forward with it. I've just learned to like own it. Mm-hmm. 
when you're on stage, you got to own it, you right? Have to, you, yeah. you have to. There's <laughs> everyone's looking at you. You know, it's like a lot of pressure. Having the the live podcast below us or in the basement was that that was a test for me. Yeah. Because it was like also, I'm sure you have this, you know, in, in the back of your mind, is people's time, and their their actual listening. I don't know what you call it. I don't know. Like, like to attention. Have just to like, attention like yeah. that is a big thing because everything wants your attention right. in this day and age. Yeah. And so you want to like make it worthwhile. You want them to remember it. Right. You want them to like fully experience it. And I think the biggest thing for me for shows um, is enjoying it as crazy as that seems. Because I sometimes I put way too much pressure on myself to make it perfect and i forget to have fun sometimes and so that's a big thing for me just like chill out yeah relax yeah. try to smile try to laugh smile. laugh it's, it out if something goes okay. weird yeah, yeah like just go with it yeah i 100 percent. Uh, i feel that the moment again like i step forward and like the lights come on it's just like it's game yeah. it's a showtime and we did our Randomly, we did our 420 event last Saturday, and we used mics for the first time. We've been just using the mics we have. Well, not the mics we have. We've got other ones for our live recording, so people have to, like, draw close to hear us. But we're switching it up this year. We're actually, like, with mics and, like, with a full set. Um, currently, I'm building, like, a back, like, aesthetics for the show, like an actual, like, backdrop, cool. I guess. You know, like, almost like a stage props. Yeah. Um, so just trying to, like, take that to another level. What's your preparation on taking this show to the next level? Well, what's your plan to take it to the next level? I think, one, the fact that I'm just playing all my music, I think, is a is a big thing for me. And then um, just, like, building the set, not just playing a song and we're done. And we're going to play the next song and we're done. Like, I want to create an experience, and that is what we're talking about now. Yeah. So... Um, just spending enough time with the songs with the other guys um, so they know it so well that it's not like, you know, it, like it's just flowing from them. It's not like this. It's not a practice. It's This is us sharing this thing that we've been working on forever. It's a part of us. You know yeah. what I mean? When something's a part of you, I feel like that's when it's easier to actually share with other so people. So true. Yes. And you wow, there's yeah. a, it takes a lot yeah. of work to make something a part of you, you know? So that and then I don't know, I'm just I think that's about it. I'm going to have fun. Enjoy the music that I'm playing, feel confident in it. I don't know. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, my my weakness right now, I mean, straight up honest is like being vulnerable. Showing my real side mm -hmm. or not my real side but like you know just that i am you know i'm not here to like ask questions only you know i'm I'm trying to you know be realistic because at the at the live podcast last summer was like i stuck to a formula and that was it yeah and then when everything was done that was just it you know like well uh, you know question 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 so getting out about from the studio and from el pozo really helped us um get our thoughts together and be transparent you know, I, I hope I hope you know that. I hope you yeah, can feel that. I like, can feel that right yeah, now. We, actually, we we try really hard to to just get away from 
these questions and formula and just stick to the flow. Here yeah. we go. Hey, I don't the know. Flow. That's, hey. that's a good word. I've done interviews where I'm just like, I'm so bored. I want to get out of it. The interviewer doesn't ask anything important or, you know, it's just the same regurgitated crap that no one everyone's already heard and they don't want to hear it again like they want to hear something else i want to share something else i don't want to answer that one question again right right the question i want to ask you which is crazy because it's kind of it's kind of like direct to the point it's so for the listeners that don't know you know uh, this tad about you what you where you been to the voice there i said it it's out it's out (laughs) of the box there it is. Done. Damn. I said it. Damn. <laughs> I try to stay away you from said it. You we talked. Yeah, it. I know. I, 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 there it is. It's, it's, it's okay. gone. I, I, I want to just talk about a little bit of it mm-hmm. and then yeah. kind of detour back. Sure. You can shift it whenever you want. What were your thoughts towards a singing competition before you entered? I think before it was always a childhood dream because I grew up watching, you know, Which shows like American Idol and oh stuff yeah. like that. And Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Clarkson and Justin. Right. And Carrie. And, right. you know, I think it was a, a dream before. And um, I've actually auditioned for several several shows before oh, wow. in the past. Okay. Um, never got f- very far at all. Um and then this time they reached out to me and it's crazy. Like I actually had uh, American Idol, America's Got Talent and The Voice reach out to me within the same, within like five months, the same five months. Wow. So it was bizarre. I was like, whoa, what, what's happening? I must be doing something right. Like I got to keep going. Right. It was very, yeah. it felt good. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't looking for it then, you know? Which I didn't, haven't told anyone that, really. Uh, but before it was a dream, and then it knocked on my door, and I was like, okay. You open that, let them in. I'll take, yeah. I'll <laughs> Come on in. I'll try this out. And yeah. I went for it and, you know, kept advancing in the process. Because um, it, it's, a, it's a long process. Um, I was in that process for about a year. Wow. Um, kind of started around this time last year okay and then my audition just aired a couple weeks ago and then the audition actually happened in october november wow so it's just a really long thing it's it's reality tv right so um before i even did it i you know i love like learning everything i can about something so i do a, a lot of googling and i just dove deep to find real experiences from people who had been a part of it and what I found out was it's reality TV. Like, it's a TV show. Um, and It's like Full House, but singing. <laughs> 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 Wait, that's not reality. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant uh, some MTV oh, kind of crap. You meant probably the Kardashians or something. I yeah, don't know. Whatever. I don't, Real I don't world, know where Full House came in. Big Brother. Uh, yeah, right. So it's just, it's like there's there's scripts and there's producers and there's people writing these things and like it's not always going to go your way and like you just have to be, you have to decide beforehand that you're going to be down for the ride. Is it a lot of energy? Does it require a lot of energy? Yes. 
a lot. It requires a lot of energy. Like I'm just trying to like mentally get into like the view or trying to get in a little bit mentally of like what that would be like. Like, so you're asking 100 percent of me like every minute, every second. Right. Uh, No, I wouldn't say every second, every minute. Once you get to like L.A., once you get to that place, it's not every second and every minute, but it is like be ready for anything at any second, any minute. It's like that. Expect the unexpected. Yes, it's like that. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep, but I really don't know what's going to happen the next three hours. <laughs> right. So uh, scheduling, you know, right. the details, the right. nitty gritty stuff. Right. Like you just, just got to be down for it. It gets switched up on you and you just right. you roll with right. it. Right. And the thing is, they know, any network knows that. They know that if you're not down for it, there is hundreds of thousands of people who are willing to do it. So it's not a big deal that right. you're not down for it, even right. though they probably have you in mind for their their casting, you know. Um, but there are, people will do it if you don't. Right. So you sign. Yeah. Yeah, you sign a lot of way. Yeah, and I feel like it's like, that's like in the, the creative and, and life in general is like if you don't want this opportunity, there's so Homie many. There does. Yeah, he's raising his hand already. He's ready to go. Yeah. you know, like he's waiting for you to trip. <laughs> that, well, that's it's interesting because I feel people want to put on this like cruise control and just kind of you know lay back in the car, you know, metaphorically, and just kind of take it for a ride, take life as a ride. You yeah. know what I mean? And enjoy it, but not take it too seriously. I'm doing yeah. all these quotes on quotes, sir. Um, when did you know it was a time to get like serious in your music? What was, what was like that, that clue or, um, I don't know, a hint that this is really going to be happening or this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Well, I know it started at the age of five, you sound, but I want to know that, that time where you're just like, you got, I know, you know. I think there were different, like, stages in it. I know that when I moved from Springfield to Kansas City, it was because of, um, one, I felt like I I exhausted all my resources. The town was way too small. Nothing was growing there. Everything was dead. And there was no music. The music was dead there. That was a part of, that was a reason, like, part of why I left Springfield. Um, There was no live music, and I was like, what? is this like i have to get out i'm suffocating and i came here so that was like that was a step um and when i went back to school being in school made me realize like oh my god i just want to like go sing this sucks i'm tired of homework i'm tired of tests i just want to sing so that you know just being in college made me want to get back to it even more and after umkc i was like okay let's go my capstone project actually was the release of my first single come alive which was hey. so cool like yeah. i got to make that my passion awesome. my, yeah. my homework assignment yeah. you know I, I wonder how many people you inspired doing that God, i don't know i hope i inspired someone because no one was doing well it's inspiring me like right now yeah 100 percent. Like, yeah you think i'm weird but i'm like this forget is what it. i want to do forget about it yeah i'm gonna do it I did it. Yeah. So after, yeah, I started, you know, going for it after that. After, after UMKC, I probably played a show like every weekend, like wow. for a long time. And I think there were people that um, were kind of 
encouraging me not to do that. Um, but I think it was a part of the learning process for me. Like I needed to learn everything I learned and playing all those shows with all those people and talking to those bookers and those venues and meeting people that, you know, love my music and my voice and like sharing those experiences. That was everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's, uh, maybe a few things that you've learned afterwards having a, an experience on a, on a reality show slash the voice, you know? gosh is there a few or maybe just i I don't know you can just toss out a few i think one of the biggest things i learned about myself was when i was on the show like during the process of the filming for the show i felt like i didn't really know who i was and i feel like identity is such a huge thing wherever you are, but when you get on that, like, platform with that many people looking at you, you should know who you are, for real, because you're about to, it's about to be presented to, like, a million plus, you know, way more people than a million, but, like, tons of people are about to see this, right? you know? Um, So I realized, I was like, I don't really know who I was, and honestly, I just came from this, like, crazy scenario with my I literally got kicked out of my church right before that I went on to the voice and it completely shook my world I didn't know I had identified with this group of people with this church with being a worship leader for five years you know for longer but five years with that group of people completely rocked everything about me and the voice was happening at the same time and I was like well I can't not do the voice just because this is happening right now in my life and Um, so I did it anyway, but I realized while I was out there, I was like, I don't know who I am. I have nothing to identify with. Um, so I didn't know how to just be myself. I didn't know how to let myself shine. I didn't know how to be confident in what I thought I should do or who I should be. And so one of the biggest things I learned was like, I need to learn who, um, who I am, what I stand for, what I believe in. And then on top of that, I need to back it up. I need to be confident in it. Yeah. And so it was a it was a really big identity thing for me to do the voice, mm. like my faith, my family. Like it was yeah. crazy. I felt like I had no ground to stand on while I was out there. So my biggest thing for anyone who's thinking about doing a show like that um, is make sure you know who you are. Um, but the thing is, if you haven't experienced something like that, not that devastating, but you haven't experienced something devastating to who you are, then you're going to feel fine. If you never experienced like a real hardship, you're just going to be like, oh, I'm going to do this. This is cool. I'm cute. Yeah. Um, at me, whatever, like all these things, you, you're going to experience it so different. Um, which is fine, I guess. Like your journey will that time in your journey could happen down the road just my advice is like figure out who you are and like own it yeah and and i see that it's funny that you mentioned that because um i've what's the singing show i've most recently watched sorry can, i can be so long-winded Gosh. no it's all good um i can't remember the show i was watching it has oh yeah it has uh p diddy 
Oh, the four. Yeah. Yes. They actually reached out to me too. To what? That's so dope. Them. Well, it's funny that you say about identity because it's like some people that have made it to that spotlight. I can definitely look back now and go, that was what I even saw on the stage mm-hmm. was like identity, which blends in with like low confidence, you know, not knowing yourself, you know, that's, it's very important to have that. And when you saw people that were like killing in it, that they know who they were, you know what I mean? And they were very proud of themselves and didn't really give two crabs what other people thought. Yeah. And it was just like, I remember so much this going, I want to be so like them. So my, my journey was like, I need to read every self-development book I need to like in the, in the realm or yeah. in the world. Like, to, so <laughs> I, I can like, yeah, right. Like a good to great, you know, um, five dysfunctions of a leader and like just different things to somehow how can I become the best leader that I can yeah but it's funny because after I left college um where I took leadership classes a lot and you know was you know and basks in that kind of realm I learned what a real leader should do and be about leaving college in my first year out of college like I learned more in that year than I ever did in Mm, inside that bubble yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And even daily with what we do and with Street Wave and what I do personally, it's like a growing time. You know, the questions have gotten better. My com- my communication's gotten better. Sometimes my words are just made up, but forget about it. Um, yeah, that's just really cool that um, it all comes around to knowing yourself. Yeah. And taking it's in care the of yourself. Right. Too. You can't, I mean, you can read all you want. It'll help you. But... It's the everyday. Yeah, it's it's and it's day by day. Mm-hmm. Rather than like trying to see the finish line like we talked about prior to this, it's seeing just uh, another another mountain to climb, another tunnel to go through, uh, you know, all of those metaphors that you can <laughs> use. Um, so with identity, where where's Crystal Rose now? Crystal Rose and that's a and, good question. And in 2019, you know, well, who, I mean, what's Crystal Rose in three words? Mm, three words. I feel like that. I thought about that one. Oh, my gosh. I think. I don't know. I think becoming. That's one word. That gives me room to grow. I like that. Space. Um, yeah, space. Yeah, space I like is that. good. I like that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, I think, let's see. Not receptive, but. I don't know. She's digging around for some deep words. I'm thinking, I'm describing it in my head, but I'm trying to find a word for it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been there many times. <laughs> been there many times. <laughs> so, like, whatever the word is for being able to soak in the environment or people's um, feelings or emotions, like, being able to feel that, what's going on around me. I wanted to say receptive, but I don't think that's the word. 
but I feel my environment. Yeah. I get that. That's very important for what we do. Yeah. You know, to feel the vibe, to 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 work with the vibe, to make the vibe better. Mm-hmm. And anything I do, I try. That's definitely. You need one more. You need one more. Uh, one more. How about, one more. How about next? I ask another question. Yes. And you can just kind of steam on it. Just yep. kind of. That's great. For for the people that are listening that want to become a singer, a performer, what's some advice that you would you would tell them? You would encourage them. What's some things that you could tell someone? Hey, you should do this. I think one of the first things is figure out why you want to do it. <clears throat> when you decide, like, oh, this is what I want to do. Right. But if you're just, like, doing it, that's cool. Right. But if you're like, oh, this is what I want to do, I think maybe sit down and think about why do I really want to do this? Because the why is everything. Right. Um, and that's how you can make all your decisions. 100%. As they come along in life. Um, another thing, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. But that doesn't mean um, all the influences that you have should be thrown out. Just the fact that you have those influences plus you is something new. And so it's okay to have that. But just be yourself and not try to, um, you know, replicate what you see out there, what's already out there. Because there's something already inside of you. You just have to be willing to draw it out and share it with people mm. without, you know, fear of rejection. Right. Um, I think get used to being rejected. Get used to no's. And, like, maybe even find a way to to get rejected. Like, because it's so real. It happens in right. life, but we don't right. talk about it. Right. We don't teach our kids yeah. how to get how yeah. to take rejection. Yeah. And I've been talking to my boyfriend about this. He has an eight-year-old daughter. And um, I kind of want to start talking about, like, I want to start talking about rejection with her. But also couple that with like confidence too in who you are yeah but i want i want to talk about it because it's it's something that we don't like to talk about it's something that we're ashamed of when really it's just a thing right. it just happens right. and then you you learn from it and then you move on yeah and so i feel like i didn't properly learn how to take rejection and when it happens now it hits so hard you know so that's another thing just like learn how to like get a no like Go ask a stranger for something bizarre and watch them tell you no <laughs> and say, get out of my face. You know, like just get Challenge used accepted. to it. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that. It's funny because two things that you said that struck me was um, I've been having this thing that it, everyone has these plans, mm-hmm. but no one has a purpose. So to find that purpose and the state of that purpose, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and then that the last part which I just kind of like spaced off, but it's okay. It'll come back it's around okay. as I'll put it in the back. <laughs> For those that want to, you know, um, be at the, be at the Boulevardia show, um, want yes. to follow you, want to, um, listen to your tracks. Let us tell us how we can all do that. Where can we check out what's going on in your life? Let's see. Well, 
I have posted about Boulevardia on social media. Hey, I think yeah, that's Facebook right. Facebook only, but I will be sharing more on Instagram. And I would say Instagram's like my main. Um, I was gonna ask about that platform because I've sure. had a, I've had some beef with SoundCloud recently, so I'm I'm drifting away from those guys. I haven't like touched SoundCloud since I released my first single. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, right, right. <laughs> it's I, been well, years. Yeah, I, we were we were on Sh- Streetway was on SoundCloud for like a year, mm-hmm. like trying to put it because we had it through our website, like to you know that's how you would listen to it and everything. And yeah, I just kind of lost my my love for them when they wanted to ask me for money for a bigger, you know, um, program and my membership yeah. because I had all my space taken up by podcasts. So they started erasing oh, wow. all my that. old ones. Anyway, not talk about SoundCloud too much. Are since you guys on just school. like uh, the podcast app? No, crazy you say that. That's where no, I that's crazy. All my no, it's cool. Um, yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah, and we're on Spotify. Um, then we're on eight other podcast apps. Wow. So Anchor, our distribution company, we we go through them, we release on them, and they put it on all ten of those. That is platforms. Anchor specifically for po- for podcasts. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's really been a big help for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great, great company, and it's free. Wow. So yeah, it was huge. I thought it was kind of like when are I'm still thinking when are you guys gonna charge because I'm yeah, like this is too good happen? to be true. We got an upgrade recently on the software. You know, whoa, but like things changed, so I expected a fee coming, but <laughs> no. And what's cool enough about that too, randomly, they give you an opportunity to like do um, commercials for money. Wow! And put them on like your podcast and whatnot. I try to do one. I'll just be honest. It's 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 on there somewhere. Um, I don't know. I'd hear it's, it a, it's, a, it's a different thing for me. It's a different. I don't know. Where would I, the commercial pop up? Well, it would be. It would uh, play before my podcast would start. Okay. So it was about Anchor, actually. And they have, like, a script for you to read. Mm-hmm. And you re- obviously record it, and then you just, like, there it is. Bing. And, but there's different, there's Anchor, and then there's, like, different uh, companies that want to be, you know, heard about on podcasts. So you can, right. they've got scripts for different ones that you want to do. And there's, like, more money for different ones and whatnot. I want to get into that more. That's I'm just, I'm just, uh, I like what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I just like setting up, having an amazing conversation and letting the world hear it because someone is always wanting to be inspired yeah. by something. Do you know? Yeah. So I was inspired by Beyonce last night. I watched You saw Homecoming. that? <laughs> okay, so it's on my list. It's on my list. And same with uh, Rihanna's and um, I haven't seen Josh that. Gambino's movie that's on Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. It's like Guava something. Or gu- yeah, something like that. I had no idea that they did a movie together either. Did not New. know that. It's, it's, it's new. But I've been seeing clips of them together on social media and stuff so that's probably yep. what that's from yep. all right so one more deep question one more deep question we've been uh recently we've been asking people like if you were an animal what kind would you be and why and that kind of ended because uh-huh. the season was done with that yeah so the new one is so let's say a hundred years pass and artifacts are found about yourself crystal rose what would you want those artifacts to say about yourself I think I would want those artifacts to say that somehow I'd want them to say that I took the time to work through my mess 
my own personal mess and overcome it. And by overcoming it, I inspired other people to do the same so that they could be themselves fully. Because I was myself fully. Um, and when we see people like let up like that, it makes us want to light up. Right. And that's what I want to be. Right. And so whatever the artifacts w- would be, I'd want them to say that. Um, and maybe that, maybe just have a snapshot of my journey on this planet. Highs a pol- and lows. A Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. Double exposure. Double exposure. <laughs> 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 the Nomo app. Uh, maybe they'll know about it 100 years from now. Something I, I like don't that. Know, right? <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what's next for you. We've got Boulevardia, which yes, is. That's in June. Give me some dates. June 15th. June 15th. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. On the propaganda the, stage. Is, is it at. um. Stockyards? The newer location. I think it's at Stockyards again. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the newer location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think what do you think of that location? Um, I went last year or two. Was that the, ago. Was that the year it rained? Yeah. It was mad it crazy. It did rain. It stormed really, really bad. Oh, it was it was awful. crazy. And then um the band canceled, but then they did like a acoustic show. Inside someone somewhere. did yeah, yeah, something like that. Or maybe that was the year before. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool during the daytime. It's outside. It's a festival. It's going to be hot, you know. Grab um, some beers. It's not Pull supposed to be like, you know, glamping or anything like that. <laughs> it's You're outside. Um, it's not even Woodstock. So, like, they're doing great, I right. think. Right, right, <laughs> um, Which is crazy to say Woodstock. That's actually this year, too. They're doing a Woodstock again. Oh, in New really? York. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Sorry. I saw that and I was like, what the Are hell? Are you going to go? No. Oh, this was going to say rejection. Sorry, going back to that rejection thing. Shit, this is it. <laughs> I got rejected by Coachella for their for like last weekend because uh-huh. I applied for the press passes. So I was pretty bummed about that. But now Coachella, I was like, a friend of mine sent me a text and he's like, you're going to be a you're going to be a Coachella. And I was like, you that just made that Yeah, he just he just he sent me that. And I was like, I appreciate that. And I was like, word, I am going to. Yeah. Be. And I think props to you for doing it, for yeah. reaching out and yeah, like yeah. shooting your shot. Yeah. Because I was like, I told friends, I was like, at least they know me now. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> someone does. <laughs> they probably true. had so many admissions that like, yeah, I I couldn't even imagine what that would be like. But someday, man, like someday. I, I, I really want to be there. Um, So Boulevardia. Sorry, we just go back yeah, yeah. and forth. Boulevardia is in June. Well, OK. S- what else? Maybe six. Maybe can and we do like a three month for the next three months? What's going on? Um, I don't know. So, okay, I mean, okay, like okay, I'm, okay. I'm trying to book a show okay. in May. I would love okay. to book something in May for sure. Just to like, kind of like a practice for Boulevardia, play all my stuff for a smaller crowd, um, and just get used to that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'll be and also I'll just be re- I'll be releasing the music that I'm playing, kind of building up into. Um, unt- until my Boulevardia show. Okay. So, so that'll, that'll be, be cool. like on um, Spotify, Spotify and wherever you stream your music, it'll be right. there. Red. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. I'm excited about that. You have to be. You yeah, know? that's true. It, it's uh, that'll be a test for to see how Boulevardia goes with your band, with yourself, with your songs. Like, yeah. A big open mind on that. 
right? Yes. Yeah. Open minded on that. Well, we're here at Opozo. Now we're not Opozo. This is weird. We're above, we're above Opozo. Opozo. <laughs> it just feels weird. Like I, it's it's yeah. The whole building's got the vibe of Opozo. I don't know. Anyway, we're here on twenty one thirty nine Summit Street, um, the Summit, the Summit Building, the <laughs> the El Pozo Building. Um, I'm here with Crystal Rose. I appreciate your time, and we out. This is-